Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superboy number 134, cover date December 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Scoundrel of Steel, written by Leo Dorfman, art by George Papp, and Crypto's First Romance, written by Jerry Siegel, art by George Papp. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! In an imaginary tale, as Superboy is about to begin his career as a superhero, he is exposed to red kryptonite. The red K causes the Boy of Steel to perform evil deeds. He releases criminals from prison, destroys the Smallville school, and thwarts the military who tries to stop him. Superboy is declared a public menace. Meanwhile, while romping through space, Crypto encounters a test rocket containing a female dog. Crypto takes her to a planet where a strange pool of water grants her super powers. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. When I die yes. of exhaustion, yes. I want you to put on my tombstone, mm-hmm. he died doing what he loved, not camping. <laughs> okay, I will do that for sure. Thanks. Which one of us is going to die first? That's the question. This week, it's hard to tell. We might just both keel over together on this, our 31st anniversary Happy of marriage. anniversary. Happy anniversary. 31 years ago today, I realized that I loved you. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite some time after that that I realized I loved you, but <gasps> joking, oh. I'm joking. Uh, yes, well, we did, we, you know, our kind couldn't get married back then. No. So this was the, our, our, we decided that this was our anniversary 31 years ago. And then we got married at a very different date, but it's in the hot, hot summer. so we Which never, we never celebrate. No. <laughs> our actual marriage date. Uh, how's life treating you? Other than the grueling schedule that we've been keeping for the last three weeks, yes. which has been nearly damn impossible to keep up with, and it's killing me. Um, Young I, people, if you like sleeping and personal time, don't go into show business. That's true. Yeah. 
well, actually, don't have another job and show business on top Right, of right, yeah. right. Sure. Yeah. If you're like an actor and you wake up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and then roll down to the set, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, we're, we, we both are maintaining full-time jobs and doing a full production schedule on top of that. And luckily, it comes to a close tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And I have to say, now that we're open, it is a, it's, a, it's a joy. It's just it's grueling work. It yes. is lots of deep, deep concentration and, and such for the whole group. So uh, The piano player in the pit could use some work. But I have that's to, me. I'm playing the piano in the pit. I must say that I, um, I'm putting my foot down and saying I will no longer tolerate these self-effacing comments about your ability to play piano. Oh, won't you? I think you're doing you? a fantastic job, and I won't humor any more of this negative self-talk. Sure. Right hand only. I'm your man. <laughs> well, we're having a hell of a time. Now, I have a little update for you. What? If you remember... On our last podcast, I think it was, you and I were struggling to define um, the uh, image that we were seeing and the word to describe seeing a face. Oh, with uh, Coil Man? Yes. Spring Man, what was his yes. name? Yes, uh, the, metal, the metal spring yeah. character. Um, uh, and it was for, from uh, H, Dial H for Hero mm-hmm. story. So um, I used the wrong word to describe what we were <gasps> seeing. You were saying something about seeing a face in, like in the an every yeah, like when you'd see a face right. in the clock or whatever. And the one that the word that I was struggling to say was anthropomorphism. Yes, but that's what I that's the term that I landed on. But that describes behavior, doesn't right. it? Right, that is an uh, attribution of human characteristic or behavior to a god, or an animal, or an object. Right, something to make something human. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what we were, I I said in that podcast, I said. Listener will definitely let me know what the right word is. Uh-huh. And I was absolutely oh, correct. Listener reached you? out to me. And the word I should have used is called pareidolia or pareidolia, or it's pronounced sometimes per, pareidolia. Mm-hmm. It's spelled P-A-R-E, pair. Mm-hmm. I-D-O-L, like idol. Mm-hmm. I-A. Pareidolia. It's a noun, and it's the perception of apparent significant patterns or recognizable images, especially faces and random or accidental arrangements of shapes or lines. So it's to perceive significant patterns and recognizable images, specifically in a a face, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in random or uh, accidental arrangements of lines. So that's the word that I should have used. And... And thinking about that, I really should have used a, a word to describe um, our, our listener who shared that with me, yes. um, which is shmoo, um, spelled S-H-M-O-O, shmoo. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think listener knows what this is, but I hope when No, listener... because that's, I was going to say that's why he knows all those big words, because he grew up without television. With te- without television or comics. Mm-hmm. So I encourage listener who sent this to me, who I adore... To look up the word shmoo, mm-hmm. S-H-M-O-O, which I think is an excellent, excellent comic description of what our friend looks like. Yeah, sure. Same body shape and facial hair. Yeah, especially the facial hair. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Now, do you know how many listeners actually are wondering if we're talking about them? We're not. Listener, if you personally reached out to me and gave me the definition of that, then... <laughs> 
it's only you. And there's only one person who's did that. <laughs> Famously, uh, we can both do an excellent schmoo voice, can't we? Yes. Well, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh huh. No, I'll try it. <laughs> We have done this. I have tried for years to show you how to do you this. You can't. This is now Cookie, cookie Puss's voice. Okay, so, okay, all you do is start yeah. with the E vowel. E. 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 And then take the base of your tongue uh-huh. and tighten it and pull it back towards your uh, your your larynx. So. You're basically making the E vowel at the base of your tongue farther back in your throat. In your pharynx. (laughs) God, I never... I never grow tired of your inability to make the simplest sound about that. I don't understand it. Do you... Think that Cookie Puss voice is something that everyone in the world can do except yes. me? Yes. I challenge you. I think that the Cookie Puss voice, the voice that like this, is very Listener, easy to do. Listener, I, I challenge you. If you cannot do a Cookie Puss voice, I want to hear from you. We're, <laughs> we're forming a union. Of people who cannot do cookie puss. Oh, God. Or the schmoo. Or the schmoo. Yeah, cool. You know who I can do? Uh, you are great, uh, first of all, at cold reads of scripts because I am famously, I, I've always been a stumbler. I, uh-huh. was, I had a real hard time reading aloud in um, in, in grade school. You I go, started, you I go had too to go fast, to son. I had to go to a reading tutor uh-huh. um, to help me learn how to pursue. I have incredible retention now. Yes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the trade-off, isn't it? Because I don't retain anything. Yeah. I had a stammer as a child. Um, and I also replace words. I, I take. I read so quickly that I will, I will um, combine words into words that don't make sense. Just like the German people. Yes, okay, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk. make this about me again. <laughs> no, no, not on this special day. What were you going to say that you could do? I was going to, you know, thank you for the compliment. I can read. <laughs> Terrific. Well done. Shit. I just almost spit out my coffee. Okay, class. Mm-hmm. Today I'll teach you how to do three R's. Ruining, wrecking, and ripping. What a menace. Wrecking doesn't start with the letter R. There is an apostrophe before that, though. I know, but mm-hmm. still. Superboy, number mm. 134, mm. featuring mm. Superboy as the Scoundrel of Steel. Well, that's cover pictures. Pretty much what happens inside the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not know this, Rob, but there's a long tradition in DC Comics of imaginary stories where they present a story that could have happened, but didn't. Really? I did not know that. Uh, you didn't, really? No, I did not know that. Why, uh, it comes from our very first episode, when Supergirl was sent to Earth first and had to raise Superboy, who was also a menace. Oh, my God. Uh, you should know by now that I don't even pay attention to anything that we read. You just said how great your retention was, along with your mastery of all voices of cartoon things characters. I care about, that is. Oh, burn. Oh, burn. No, I, I, 
I I don't remember that, but I do like this this little podcast. I mean, I today we would call it the multiverse, right? Because all things happen somewhere. Yes, because Marvel has just has pretty much destroyed everything. We well, find uh, actually, DC invented the multiverse back in the 1960s when they invented Earth 2. Well, you should be doing that in the voice of the nerd guy. I can't um, do voices of actual things. You can things. do the voice like just, this. You no, know I can't. You do the voice like this. I'm going to do the voice like this. No, no, you say actually, Robert. DC Comics created that in 1964. What was it? One, I don't know. Something's rotten in Smallville is what I do know. Okay. And it goes by the name of Superboy. Are you on the splash page? Yes. The Boy of Steel is a dynamic delinquent in this startling imaginary tale. You'll see what might have happened if the terrific teen had begun his career as a villainous vandal instead of a helpful hero. Read on and view the mighty mischief wrought by that power-packed pest. The, the scoundrel, scoundrel of steel. That's a lot of alliteration in that caption. Yeah. Superboy is wrecking the classroom. He's ripping the map off the wall. He's throwing a globe on the ground. He's breaking the teacher's desk, and he's got the teacher sitting in the corner with a dunce cap on her head. Oh my God! Remember globes? I had a globe as a child in I my bedroom. Did you globes. have a globe? I did. I wish I still had one. Oh, I used to love to just spin it and just look at all the countries and do what you do with the globe, which is. Basically, only do what I talked about. Mm-hmm. But once in a while, I would find a country mm-hmm. and then go to my 1972 encyclopedia, encyclopedia World Book Encyclopedia. I think it was. I was say Britannica, but that's not right. it. World Book Encyclopedia set and look up the country and learn about the country. You know what? What? There's this new thing called Google Earth where you can spin the globe and then you just can zoom in in any place you want to go. You zoom in, go to Street View, take walk down the streets of Paris or Hoboken or wherever you want to go. Smallville, Kansas. Wow. Sounds great. <laughs> As everyone knows, even you, I dare say... After the orphan superbaby arrived on Earth, he was adopted by the Kent family and raised as their foster son, Clark. Clark, of course, was Martha Kent's maiden name. Mm. Martha um, Clark. Martha Clark, yes. Uh, they discover the boy can fly. He flies up to spin the windmill. But Paul Kent warns him, you must never let the neighbors see you using your superpowers. I'll explain why when you grow up. Yes. Because of toddler wouldn't understand that would they no why are you trying to make me not what i am pa right unlike ordinary children the lad from krypton grew to mental maturity at an early age and the kents are celebrating the anniversary of his arrival on earth it's time to announce your presence to the world take Take off off your glasses. glasses and put on this super costume. We made it from the blankets we found in the rocket that brought you here. Is that your Ma Kent voice? Yeah. She sounds like a dullard. Well, she's from Kansas. She's got that flat, no accent accent. Oh, she's not a dullard. She just has that accent. She's kindly and good. Okay. In everyday life... Oh, no, that's Ma. In everyday life, you'll remain shy, nearsighted Clark Kent... But in your other identity, you'll be known as Superboy, the enemy of evil. Promise me you'll use your powers only for good. Seconds later on the radio... Wait a minute. What? He says, I promise. Clark was already wearing glasses, even though he's not Superboy yet. Were they playing some kind of a long game? 
that they intended for him to be a superhero all along, and, and they made him wear glasses. Tale. Well, as you know from the movies, this is not his origin story, like he, of his powers. Um, actually, uh, the movies are not the true origin story. <laughs> there you go. Now you can do the accent. Now, seconds later on the radio, Clark's standing there in his, uh, rather, Superboy is standing there in his costume. He says, and he says, and now a news bulletin. A sudden storm has washed out a bridge on the shore radio. What? On the shore railroad, endangering the morning express. There's your first mission, Superboy. Go to it, and good luck. Now we know, us longtime comics readers, know that Superboy's about eight years old at this time. When he begins his Superboy career. Mm-hmm. So began the career of the Mighty Boy of Steel. He saves a railroad train. And then there's, I guess that's an engineer sticking his head out. There's not much detail yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Just, it's a young boy with superpowers. He saved my train from plunging over the broken bridge. And as we all know, in the years that followed, Superboy became the world's greatest hero with annual Superboy Day parades and all. Mm-mm-mm. But Wait. Let's begin our story again. But this time, the fateful anniversary occurs on an imaginary day which never happened but might have. In everyday life, you'll remain shy, nearsighted Clark Kent, but in your other identity, you'll be known as Superboy, the enemy of evil. Promise you'll use your good o- use your powers only for good. I promise. And this time, when Paul Kent turns on the radio, fate decrees that he tunes in on a different wavelength. Flash, astronomers report that a strange interplanetary object as is approaching Earth from outer space. The news has spread panic through the population. There's your first mission, Superboy. Go to it, and good luck. As frantic citizens watch, oh, what's that woman doing? <laughs> she looks like she's about to shove her fist into her mouth. She does. She, uh, she looks like, oh, she's biting her fist. She's about what? to bite her fist. That was why. A, a thing, that was a, cl- a, a very common trope you'd see people going, <gasps> or, <gasps> or when they like Lenny and Squiggy when uh, they saw sexy women. Yeah, she's does covering she, her mouth. Does she see a sexy woman? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm. It looks like a plate, a flying saucer. Asterix, the editor, informs us that today we call them UFOs, unidentified flying objects. Could be queers from another world. Eee, we're being invaded. Fist bite. What a queer, I don't mean, I mean queer in the odd sense, editorial caption. I feel certain that in 1966 they were still saying flying saucer. As part of the vernacular, instead of being all hoity-toity, today we actually call them UFOs. Doesn't that seem odd to you? I wasn't born yet. I have no idea. Well, I was born. And let me tell you, people were still saying flying saucer well into the 1970s and 80s. Oh, the only time I remember, rather the first time I remember encountering flying saucers in a um, semi-scientific presentation on television was... In Search of. Oh, that was the best show ever. Ever. Uh, and that was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Uh-huh. Nimoy. 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 I saw a flying saucer mm-hmm. when I was just about eight or nine years old. Did you? Yes. Where? In Right at the end of my block. I was with uh, my brother's stepson, and we were down at the end of the block by Lawson's Market, because mm-hmm. they had the best onion dip. And popsicles you can get right out of the machine. Mm-hmm. And we heard a beeping noise, and we looked up in the sky, and there was a 
plane, because, you know, we were on the flight path of the Columbus Airport, mm-hmm. and there was a little beeping, a flashing light, mm-hmm. in, synchronized with the beeping sound mm-hmm. that was flying in circles around the plane. Mm. And then it crashed into the plane, and something fell off the plane or off of the beeping thing, and we, that was that. My father... My father mm-hmm. <laughs> called Joe Holbrook, the weatherman at WBNS TV, yes. Channel Ten, to report the incident. And that's the last I ever heard of it. I imagine I was abducted, and that's why I have no memory of the aftermath. And that's why you had that scar on your head. I have scars on my head on a regular basis because, as you know, abductees are regularly abducted. Well, yes, they have to come back and check on their progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just then, a picturesque figure streaks up from Earth. Look, is it a bird, a plane? No, it's a flying boy. He must have superpowers. And Superboy thinks to himself, hmm, that spacecraft seems to be a strangely shaped chunk of space rock. Those idiot citizens of Earth. I'm going to fly down and take over this planet, mm-hmm. even though I'm just a boy. Um, he takes the rock and throws it back into space and discovers that it was covered with meteoric dust. Beneath that space grime, it was actually red. I Uh-oh. know what that means. Me too. Uh, he s- throws the rock back into space, but what goes on here? His body is tingling oddly. He's hitting puberty right in mid-flight. Yep. Oh no, here's another editor's note. In this imaginary story, this is Superboy's very first exposure to red kryptonite and its fantastic, unpredictable effects, which often have a delayed reaction. Uh, Superboy returns home. His parents are very proud of him. But just then, there's another emergency on the radio. This is your roving reporter at the scene of the prison break on Alcatraz Island in San Francisco Bay. The convicts have seized the prison arsenal and have driven the guards off the island. So... We head over to San Francisco. The police boats are out in the harbor. Is it a harbor? A river? What is it? A bay? It's a bay. Uh, Because of the swift currents in San Francisco Bay. Oh, it says right there, San Francisco Bay. The prisoners are prevented from escaping the isolated federal prison, also known as The Rock. The Rock. Quote, unquote. At incredible velocity, Superboy streaks to the coast. Hold everything, radio listeners. Here comes that amazing super lad who just saved Earth from a flying saucer attack. He'll round up those armed convicts. Super Ute, you're in the nick of time. Quick, lend us a hand and squelch this prison break. I'll lend a hand. I'll lend a hand, all right. But to the joy of the convicts. Uh, so apparently, islands of rock uh-huh. can just be pushed across a bay. Sure. Well, when you're super, I you can... think that him pushing the actual rock would likely crumble it and the buildings on... The rock would probably be come off their foundation. Man, what you don't know about Earth One geography could fill volumes. Really? On Earth One, all islands float. Oh. Just like our friend who makes floating islands for farm ponds and things and whatnot to those clean are up man-made. the water. Those are man made. This is the- So is this. Um the all the islands on Earth One were made by the new gods of Apocalypse. And placed on Earth for their own nefarious purposes. You are making that up. And uh, as we come down to the present day, the present, of course, being roughly 15 years before the uh, 
events depicted in Superman comics because mm-hmm. it's Superman when he was a boy. Yeah, um, the no, islands are just no, floating, no, and no. they're still very heavy. No, no, no. So they can't, uh, no. you know, like Batman couldn't swim out there and push an island, but I Super call bullshit on you. Okay, Don't well, me. it's a great idea, though, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> so what he does is he takes Alcatraz, the rock, yeah. and pushes it over to the land. And yeah. with no consequences whatsoever, everything is fine. No no, uh, no land masses are nope. upset. The, the, it, it, the size, it lines up right to the shore with the exact same level of land. And everybody runs off of the island of Alcatraz onto the San Francisco Bay Sure. Well, of course, that's because of plate tectonics. The, it just fits together like a puzzle piece. Yes. Sure. Meanwhile, back at the Kent farm. Oh, the Kents are so upset. Folks, this will floor you. We this thought is the that radio young, announcer. We yeah. thought that young superhero was on the side of the law, but instead he became a public enemy by turning loose scores of armed criminals. It's a lie. Sob. Sob. Superboy would never do anything bad. I wouldn't, eh? Crashes right through the window. Breaks his parents' house window. Think I'm going to spend my life doing Boy Scout good deeds? Uh, son? What? What she got there going What? Who? Who's that? Who's that? I don't... What? I can't see anything. All the windows. She has, like, some sort of Christmas decorations going inside the car, all the way on the side of the house. Is that our neighbor? Across the street? In that SUV. The one that was in the SUV. The SUV that drove away? I don't know who was in it. You know more about our neighbors than I do. Well, I can't see anything. I just saw a car drive by, and you're going all crazy about it. That was not crazy. Listen, so he he says, stop bugging me, and he slams. He breaks their credenza. Uh Uh-huh. He breaks their window. He breaks their credenza. He then smashes uh, a vase with flowers. Or is that milk? That's that's a vase with milk. On the table, he Mm -hmm. complains about his dinner. Yeah, where's my supper? Yeah, then he says... The vegetables are tasteless. The roast is burned. I'm sick of this miserable food in this dump. But, son, you always enjoyed my cooking. Then he picks up her stove oven yeah. and hurls it out the door. He should get a super spanking. He's about to. Paul Kent's going to take him out to the woodshed and uh, beat him with a cast iron skillet. Which has no effect on him. No, of course not. He forgot he was invulnerable. That night, as the charming angel sleeps, I've never seen him so defiant. He even insisted on going to sleep without taking off his costume. Sigh. How innocent he looks. Perhaps we'll wake up in the morning and find this is all a bad dream. Next day, however... Wait, son. Aren't you going to change your cl- to your Clark Kent clothes and go to school? School? You're kidding. With my super brain, who needs it? Well, he's still in an ordinary mood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul Kent wants him to help clear some rocks out of the field. And Superboy says, nope, I've changed my mind. I'm going to school after all as Superboy. It's interesting that he doesn't call him when he calls to him. He says, Superboy, help me me clear the rocks out of this field. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, Clark, help me clear the rocks out of this field. Of course not. Well, he's his son. Yeah, but he's in his Superboy clothes. Yes, but he spanked him in his Superboy clothes. What if somebody was on the farm listening? What if there's another farm hand and they hear him call him Clark and they well, put he called two him two son together. in the previous page. He called him son. Well, that was indoors. Now and they're so outdoors. Did, and so did Ma Kent. Ma, Ma Kent. She called him son. You just don't understand about secret identities. You can't risk it. Okay. All right. Anyway, he crashes through the school building window. 
and uh, challenges the teacher to teach him something as he <laughs> floats there above the desk. Like Mr. Mixiesplick. Yes. Uh, why, yes, I was just about to show the children some movies on old legends. You can watch, too. Here's the story of King Arthur, who became ruler of England because he succeeded in drawing the magic sword Excalibur out of a rock. Never happened. He said, I can do that with my pinky. And then he takes books with pencils out and he says, You call that learning? I'd better take over the class. Asshole. I'm going to use these pencils to teach everyone some poetry. And he goes outside to a blank, uh, unused advertising sign and and throws the pencils with such accuracy that they spell on the board, no more pencils. Then, invading the school library, the super ruffian hurls the stacks of books skyward where friction sets them afire. And it spells out the words, no more books. And she says, isn't anyone strong enough to stop that little monster? And then he says, okay, now to finish my poem, everybody out of the school, quick. Oh, now he talks like this because he's a hooligan. Oh, sorry. Okay, now to finish my poem, everybody out of school, quick. Don't you hear the bell ringing? We better obey him, children. No telling what that destructive demon will do next. This asshole blows the school down with a super breath. Destroys the school. Destroys the school. And then he flies away. Flies away. Now, with no schoolhouse, you kids can all go home reciting the famous vacation poem I just taught you. No more pencils, no more books, no more teacher sassy looks. Wow, a vacation. Hooray for Superboy. Uh -uh. Hooray. Uh Uh-uh. I grew up in a small town. Um, When our school building was unusable... We, we still to li- had to go, huh? You just went to the library. We had to go to the public library and mm-hmm. do our school day. Mm-hmm. Plus, if these kids aren't in school, they got to go do farm work. Right. They should be glad to be in school. Paul Kent needs a helper. Well, so the next day, as Paul Kent returns from town, Superboy, I just heard of your vicious vandalism at the school. Unless you stop acting this way, I Get off my back. You're not my real father. You can't tell me what to do. Oh, my God. And he says, enough of your insolence. I'm going to call the authorities. And Superboy rips the phone rips. from the wall. Yeah. And it's one of those old-timey phones where you'd have to call Sarah down at the drugstore to get a number mm. through. Um, and then he digs a moat. This asshole. Around the farmhouse. So his parents are trapped on their farm. Yeah. Uh Paul Kent says it would take an army to put an end to this madness. Also, next day... Everyone knows red kryptonite only lasts for 24 hours. Ooh. Speaking of the army, my telescopic vision tells me that the boys at the military proving grounds are planning to take me on. Ha ha ha! At the proving grounds. Men, we're going to test our latest weapons against those soup, against those stone, stone statues. Oh my god. Start again, please. Yes. And I'll go a little bit slower. Uh huh. Men, we're going to test our latest weapons against those stone statues of Superboy because the FBI has declared him to be public enemy number one. The shooting's about to begin. You can see it all in part two of this epic imaginary tale. Does the FBI have jurisdiction over the army? I don't think so. No. But they've declared him public enemy number one. So let's go on, shall we? Split seconds later, a picturesque figure streaks across the firing range. It's Superboy, that rat. Stone targets, big deal. Forget those dummies, boys. Here's a real live target to shoot at. Let him have it, boys. The flamethrower's grenades the works. 
Great shooting, boys. A bullseye every time. But I'm getting bored. He's like, he's got explosions all around him. We're hitting him with our greatest weapons, but we might as well be playing patty cake. Ammo exhausted, fellas. I guess you won't need these targets anymore, so I'll get rid of them for you. He tosses the stone statues of Superboy into the air. Grr, what I'd like to do to that super crumb. Soon at the isolated Kent farm. So yeah, he's got these stone statues of himself plummeting down onto the Kent farm, which is isolated now by a giant crevasse. Um, and he hurls them just to show Ma and Pa Kent his contempt for law and order and them. Now, the red kryptonite has not worn off yet. No! In the days that follow, the whole world is days on alert for that the follow. new menace. Now, at this, in this world is super... Boy, the only hero of his power in on the planet Earth. Yes, with the possible exception of Congo Bill and Zatara the Magician. They're all just, they're not, they haven't been created yet. They, well, no. In Superboy's time. Because Superboy is Superman as a boy. Yeah, okay. And he was the first superhero in this uh Pre-crisis okay. continuity. So Superboy's flying all over the world, yeah. and and he's being spotted by uh, different military branches. And so, at one point, he is in the Straits of Gibraltar, right? Uh huh. And he decides to pick up the Rock of Gibraltar. Yes. Pick it up. Uh huh. Hold it over the battleships yep. that are sure, firing sure, at him. Sure, sure, that tracks. And drop the Rock of Gibraltar on them to make a giant tidal wave. But fortunately, the um, all it did, instead of, instead of drowning all of the ships, it pushed them onto the land. I do like the detail here that these are biplanes that are flying over the Mediterranean to mm-hmm. try to capture Superboy. Very often... It's hard to tell that Superboy's adventures are taking place in the past. Mm-hmm. But we've had that old-timey phone and the old-timey stove and now the mm-hmm. biplanes. Mm-hmm. Nice touch. Nice touch. So I'm at the bottom of page 13. Yeah. And uh, the Rock of Gibraltar has been dropped into the Mediterranean mm-hmm. Sea. Thank goodness the straits are so narrow that uh, no one was killed. The boats were just swept ashore. Mm-hmm. Um. But a Superboy wings homeward, suddenly... Unknown to him, the effects of the red kryptonite have worn off, leaving him no memory of the events that had taken place. I don't know what happened, but I should be at school in Smallville as Clark Kent. Switching to Clark, he reports for his classes. This is such a break from the conventional story of Superman and the behaviors of his parents. Understandable in this in this little story, how this would happen like this, but like, wow, does Paul Kent reveals Superboy's oh, identity? Oh, sure. Oh, and here it is. I told you, uh, the school building is wrecked, but they've set up the temporary outdoor classroom. Yes, These kids don't get a break. No, good, good. Just like on the savannah in Africa. Uh, Paul Kent has escaped the farm mm-hmm. and gone to the FBI with his information. Because luckily an underground stream filled the moat that Superboy dug. So and, they could uh, what, row across? float away or swim over. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's time the world knew the truth. <gasps> Look at her speeding. Oh, she's going so fast. Who is it? In the black SUV. Oh, we know who that is. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, it's time the world knew the truth. Superboy is really my adopted son, Clark Kent. Dad, 
You don't know what you're saying. You're making a terrible mistake. You mean that Mamby Pamby Clark Kent is the boy of steel? Ha <laughs> ha! That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Tell us another one. This is no laughing matter. See? He is the culprit everyone's been looking for. Dad! He rips open Clark's shirt to How reveal his Superboy costume. <sighs> I could easily escape, but I'm no lawbreaker. Put the cuffs on me and I'll go quietly. But first tell me why I'm being arrested. Oh, playing dumb, are you? I'll give you a rundown to jog your memory. The government agent ends his story. I see. My evil deeds all started after I touched that strange rock, which everyone thought was a flying saucer. And he thinks to himself, that weird tingling sensation, what caused it? I told you it was puberty. That space rock must have been some strange variety of kryptonite, which affected me fantastically. But the effect has worn off, and I can't remember what I did. You know, that red K apparently made me sensitive to rocks. Every one of my evil <gasps> deeds was somehow triggered by a rock. Alcatraz is known as the rock. I, I used, used the rock of Gibraltar as a weapon. I saw King Arthur pull his sword from a rock. And the army was using Superboy targets made of rock. rock. It all adds up. The Red K caused me to use my powers for evil. You must believe me. Please let me repair the damage I've done. Okay, we'll give you a chance. We couldn't hold you against your will anyhow. He rebuilds the school, turning it into a far more modern building. Uh, puts Alcatraz and Gibraltar back in place. Then later, back at the Kent farm, after the moat has been refilled... Son, I should have known there was something wrong with your mind. But instead of trying to help, I betrayed your trust and exposed your identity. Um, I think you're forgiven, Pa Kent. You're oh, forgiven. Oh, he says you're forgiven. <laughs> but the damage can never be repaired. I know. You'll have to leave us now and find a new identity. It's not that simple, Dad. People will always remember that I began my super career as an evildoer. I'll never be able to live down that disgrace. They'll always worry that I might revert to crime. I'll leave this world and start life on some other planet. Clark, my son, sob. Even though I'll never see you again, I'll never forget you. Goodbye, Mom. And somebody uh, calls from a pl passing plane. There goes Superboy. The radio says he's leaving Earth forever. It's the greatest loss our, our world has ever known. So, <clears throat> but certainly, this is an imaginary tale. It's an imaginary story, but certainly they could have figured out something. To they could all get new identities and move in. Everybody on Earth, but Superboy. No, I mean the Kents. Oh, the Kent family. They could go buy a new farm somewhere. Well, they could. They move could to the move city. to Jupiter and and wait for that trainload of um, foreign dignitaries to be dropped off by Superman later on. Yeah, like, why can't the Kents go with him into space? Mm -hmm. I remember that from a comic that we read many, many yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Aunt Em and Uncle Henry eventually moved to Oz with Dorothy. Do they? In the books, in yes, the books. certainly. Oh, you made me so mad last night. Why? When I was talking about the importance of um, Dune, the book, Dune. Yes. And I mentioned it, and this is one of the most important books of science fiction ever written, and you countered with... The, the Wizard Oz. of Oz. I said, that's not science fiction. Well, it is. It's the only authentically American fairy tale ever written. Well, anyway. And she's transported through a dimensional warp into the land of Oz via tornado. That's it's, science fiction if I ever heard of it. Hey, we just... better do a uh, Time Machine mailbag. Okay. Time Machine mailbag where we read 
from the past and answer them today. Time machine mailbag. Better late than never is what mother used to say. Dear Dr. Husband, I have a problem that many girls have, probably. I like a boy very much. I am 14 and he is 13. My best friend who knows him quite well says that he likes me and from the way he acts when he is around me, I think he does too. The trouble is that other friends tease me for liking him because he is a bit younger than I am. I've tried going with other boys, older boys, but I always come back to this one. I like him an awful lot. Do you think he's too young for me? Signed, Ginny. Dear Ginny, you have a mother complex. You want to mother this boy. You need to mind your own business and date boys your age or date boys that are slightly older than you and allow them to tell you what to do. That's what a proper girl should do. Mm. Dear Dr. Bob, mm -hmm. I would like some information on who should do what. The boy I've been dating for the past three months is very mad at me. We went to a dance not long ago, and I danced with another boy quite a few times, but I really, it really meant nothing uh, to me. I told my boyfriend this, but he would not... He would have none of it, and he stopped seeing me. I like this boy very much and would like to go back with him, but I think it's a hopeless case. I've been told by a very good friend of his that if we went back together again, it would be because he wants to. Another friend tells me that he said I would have to do the making up. I don't believe everything I hear, but even so, I don't know what to do or what to think. I am willing to go halfway, but only halfway, because I think this whole thing was partly his fault. I would appreciate your telling me what to do. This has been worrying me for some time. Signed, Bella. Bella, if he wants it, he can put a ring on it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Don't you dare go crawling back to him. You can dance with whoever you like. Humph. Humph. Dear daughter husband, I have a girlfriend whom I like very much. The only trouble is she calls me up all the time and I get tired of talking to her. When I tell her I have to get off the phone, she gets offended and thinks I don't like her anymore. This isn't true, of course, but how can I make her understand? If she knew how annoyed my father is with having to answer the phone all the time, she probably wouldn't call at all. What should I do? Robbie. Well, Robbie, I think you should change your number. I think you need to find a girl who doesn't talk very much. That's going to be very difficult, so I think you should prepare yourself for a long and miserable, lonely life. Well, that's it for Time Machine Mailbag. Thanks, everyone. I hope everyone's lives worked out okay. If only they put their last names in here so we could stalk them on Facebook and whatnot. <laughs> now. No, just a disclaimer. What? Our advice that, that we give. Yes. It's all tongue-in-cheek. Of course. Of course. Now, a Hall of Fame classic Superboy comic with my favorite Superboy sidekick, Crypto. crypto. I am so happy, and this is in time for our anniversary and, and Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> this is another of the most frequently requested tales from Superboy's past. You've heard of Romeo and Juliet, Antony and Cleopatra, but do you know about that great canine love duet, Crypto and Kali? I've never heard of Kali before. How could you? It's Kali with a K, not Kali with a C, because Kali with a C goes K, not K. It's K instead of C, easy as can be. Everyone can see it's Kali. <laughs> so clever. If you, if you haven't heard of Crypto and Kali, read on and learn of the events that led the Boy of Steel's pet superdog to the happiness and heartbreak of, of Crypto's, Crypto's first romance. romance. Oh, my goodness. So one evening in Smallville, as the Boy of Steel waves farewell to his pet dog, the so, Dog of Steel. So long, Crypto. Have loads of fun romping through space. Yep, yep. I sure will, Superboy. Goodbye. 
Presently, the super pooch whizzes through a meteor storm. <laughs> These meteors are as thick as flies, but with my expert maneuvering, I haven't touched a single one. And now I'm destroying every meteor in the swarm. Ha ha, I'm Crypto, the space sweeper of the universe. Ho-hum, I'm getting bored with this already. Meanwhile, on the distant planet Mogar, the scientists of the country Lanthia complete preparations for a space travel test. There, I have tied the Lanthian flag to her. It's when the capsule lands, this dog on Mogar's moon, together with our flag, the moon and its valuable rare minerals will belong to our country. And someday, when we have completely mastered space flight, we will find those minerals and use them in our newly planned weapons. They've taken a flag yes. of Lanthian and yes. tied it to the back of this beautiful dog. Yes. And they're going to throw her into a spacecraft and shoot her to her death. Which Shh. is, by the way, something we did. Uh, I know. Oh. Uh-oh. Poor Laika. I'm still bitter about that. Laika, the Soviet space dog. Oh, yeah. Shot into space. She was a mongrel off the streets. Oh, it's awful. Shot into space. Of course, they didn't know how to deorbit a spacecraft at that time, so they never expected her to survive. She died, didn't she? She died of overheating oh. hours into the flight on oh, the craft's that's... fourth orbit. Oh, that's awful. I know. I hope the Star Trek universe has named a ship after her. Suddenly, there's an unexpected difficulty. Oh, she refuses to enter the capsule. She must sense she cannot survive the flight. Apply force. Our instruments will reveal the effect of space travel on her. Moments later, the capsule hurtles toward outer space with its reluctant passenger. Hooray for Lanthia. For the greater glory of Lanthia. Um, at that moment, also on Mogar, in the war science lab of the Rollops, Lanthia's ancient bitter foes. Blunderer, you failed to sabotage the flight. May I point out to you prepared the destructo device which has failed. Up, up soars the space capsule towards its orbiting target. Oh, oh dear. dear. Oh, you do her voice. Oh, dear. We're, we're starting to fall toward the moon. I'll die in the crash. But fate brings the dog of steel onto the scene. Hey, what's going on here? A scared dog is in that capsule, and she's cute. Hmm, hmm. Some meanies are sending her to her death, but not if I can help it. Gasp! A flying space dog is turning the capsule back toward Mogar. How incredibly strong he is. Don't worry, Toots. You haven't got a thing to worry about with me around. I'll protect you. <laughs> uh, he uses his super breath to uh, cause the capsule to descend slowly toward the surface of Mogar. And the dogs continue to speak mentally because that's what dogs do. Yes. There, you're safe now. I'm Crypto, the mightiest dog in the universe. What's your name, cutie? My name is Kali. Thank you for saving my life, Crypto. I'm ever so grateful. Meanwhile, aboard a spying roll-up skyship. By some miracle, that dog survived its space trip. We must not let the Lanthians get the dog back for study. It may give them a clue to new scientific advances. By and the way, also shout out uh, for having different countries on an alien world usually we see these alien worlds it's all just one super civilization oh yes it's much easier that way and so the spy team acts kill the dog in the space capsule oh no those aliens want to play rough huh <laughs> get it rough yeah oh i get it that other dog is going to attack us ray him down 
Uh, so he says, smart guys, huh? <laughs> They'll be sorry they tangled with crypto. First, I'll grab this concrete runway with firmly with my teeth like so. Then I'll yank back. Ha ha! Look at them flapping through the air like pancakes. Ho oh! <laughs> So, uh, that happens. And then Kali is still trapped in this space capsule. But crypto, um, hastily, uh, the roll-ups exit. She says, they're flying away scared. Oh, Crypto, you're the greatest dog in the universe. He, they, that's true. He is. She likes me. Gosh, it sure would be great if, if she were super like me so we could have super adventures together. Wait, I remember something. Crypto remembers something he had once seen on a nearby planet. He saw uh, an animal on another planet drinking from a pool, a glowing pool. And then the creature... All of a sudden had superpowers. Mm -hmm. So he is going to take Kali to this alien world mm -hmm. and give her superpowers. And then they can run and frolic, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so he takes her to this destination. And he says, I kicked a hole in the capsule. You can come out now, Kali. We're at that pool I told you about. Drink up. We'll soon know whether or not these amazing waters have given Kali superpowers. Gee, I sure hope so. I certainly feel much stronger, Crypto, but I still don't know if... I, I know a simple way to learn if your if superpower has a, a, a trying to fly. Uh, she can fly. That checks out. And uh, let's see if you have x-ray vision. She has x-ray vision and digging power, and she digs up a prehistoric... Bones or something. Yeah, giant, giant chicken bones. Yeah. skeleton. And she goes, please accept this bone from me, Crypto, with heartfelt thanks for everything. Oh, golly, that's swell of you, Collie. I, I hope you won't think me fresh, but would you be my little girl? I'd love to. Oh. Oops, yipes. She bumped into me and, and it hurt. Crypto, I hurt you, but how is that possible when we're both super strong and invulnerable? Oh, it looks like I've lost my superpowers. There's only one possible explanation. An after effect of those rays from alien weapons, plus invisible emanations given off by Kali after drinking from the pool have combined to steal my superpowers. Um, I... It's very often crypto is drawn as just like a generic kind of German shepherd mix of some kind. Mm -hmm. But in these early stories, he's 100% pure hound dog. Yes. T lolling tongue hanging out of his mouth and everything. Long ears and everything. Uh, oh, crypto, how awful. Sob. <laughs> to think that in a way I'm to blame for you losing your powers. Golly, look out behind you. Out of the jungle lurches a terrifying creature. It's shooting uh, lightning bolts out of its one nostril. She says, don't worry, Crypto. Don't I'll protect you. Oh, how low can it get? I used to be the mightiest dog in the universe, and now I need a girl to protect me. And as Kali pursues the lightning creature, what happens? Well, Crypto backs into a boulder, and it splits in two. But I thought he lost his superpowers. Sizzling hot dogs, now I get it. I win that superpowers only when Kali is near me. When she's away, I'm as super powerful as ever. 
She's returning. I gotta get away quickly now. Oh, he's super again. I'll fly after him. But then Kali changes her mind. No, I must not go after him. I love him, but I can only bring unhappiness to him. I forgot for a moment that it's my presence that robs him of his superpowers. Well, this dog deductional powers is amazing. Or deduction powers. So back toward Earth streaks the dog of steel. Too bad. Collie's a sweet girl, but when I'm near her, she robs me of my superpowers through no fault of her own. What rotten luck. Later, as Crypto rejoins his master on Earth, Crypto, you keep looking so longingly up at the stars. I wish I knew what was bothering you. I'll never forget Collie. Sigh. And on the distant planet of Xena. Crypto, I miss you so. Choke. I guess she's going to die there on Collie. Will she? Will Crypto meet Kali again? Watch future issues of Superboy. Does he? No. So she dies. Well, I don't know if she dies. She may still be alive. Crypto's still alive. Oh, okay. Superpowers might prolong her life. Well, there are no other dogs on the planet, so she's... And I'm assuming that she's not fixed, so... But she has superpowers, so she can, uh... Just live forever. Well, she could leave the planet. She could go to another planet where there are dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, For sure. Um... I know you haven't read this, but there was a series in the 90s called Supreme, mm-hmm. written by Alan Moore, very clearly meant to be Superman. There was a Supreme and Suprema, and mm-hmm. uh, the dog Supreme, I can't remember his name. Anyway, yes, there was a story where the super dog flew around at super speed and impregnated a bunch of other Earth dogs, and so there was super-powered puppies all Wow. Flying around, because he wasn't fixed. Oh, of course not. No, no. you can't fix a super dog. You'd have to use... Not only you have to use a Superman, Superboy's laser vision to, to neuter yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't knock him out, because you can't get a needle in his skin mm-hmm. to make him unconscious. No, you'd have to be... Oh, well, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, well, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Crypto can never see his love again. Yeah. Unless they just happen to be, you know, want to... Have no superpowers. I guess. Or whatnot. Just live like normal dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And happy, uh, I don't know, President's Day. That's coming up, isn't it? I guess so. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us right back here now that we have our lives back. We'll be back on a regular weekly schedule. We really will. I I say that now, but, you know, life happens. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we'll be around. Don't worry about us. Bye. Bye.